Hello, everybody, and welcome back to After Dark. You have the illustrious DTC and me, it is written. Hello, DTC. Hello, good evening. What's good tonight, bro? <sighs> I'm just relaxing in my new place. I'm very happy it's all set up, and I'm just here sitting, drinking a glass of wine, ready to talk to you and these lovely people on the internet. Pure freedom, man, pure freedom. There's nothing better. That feels good. All right, so we have an extensive amount of material, so I'm gonna dive right into it. So ladies and gentlemen, hopefully mostly gentlemen, but you know, groupies are welcome. The subject of tonight, we're gonna open it up with the topic of moralizing, which is a key rule on the red pill. And the reason why we're gonna open up with moralizing is because uh, the actual subject of tonight is infidelity, which is why it happens, why sexual strategy is immoral, why women cheat, why men cheat, and quite frankly, what you need to think about if you're thinking about cheating. So to dive right into it, what is moralizing and why don't we allow it on TRP? So moralizing is the false presentation of your personal values, i.e. what you believe for yourself as an objective truth, like saying lying is inherently wrong. And the reason why it needs to be our opener is because every time cheating comes up in, you know, ask TRP, the red pill, or just any space, people can't help themselves with moralize. Guys like in AskTRP will say cheating's beta or following through on your promises is alpha or why be in a long-term relationship if you knew you wanted to smash strange. Some version of this all gets posted and quite frankly, it's, it's a popular concept so people will upvote it. But one of our mantras here is that sexual strategy is amoral. That doesn't mean it's immoral, it's amoral. What that means is that the advice we give here can't be muddled by our personal belief. Just because you yourself are personally opposed to taking certain action in a sexual context, it doesn't mean it's not an option for whomever is answering the question or asking the question. And the last thing I'll say before I'll let the DTC weigh in is the moralizing rule exists because we strive to be objective about the truth and our experiences, not evangelize. TRP is about what works, regardless of how unseemly that might be. I think honestly, that's the fun of red pill is that it's a praxology. It's not a theology. It's not like a description or, or rather a prescription. It's a description of what works and what doesn't, which is what you just said. It's a series of notes that we're swapping together to say, hey, this works and uh, you can try it if you want. It doesn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't fit for everyone. The, a lot of the things that I do are tailored to me and the way that I think and the things that I can handle personally. Some people, can't handle living a you know a dual life or lying to people to get what they need or whatever and if that's not up your alley then fine don't do it but you can't go around telling people that it's wrong per se because it if it works it works and it's not necessarily about what your personal belief is on right and wrong that matters it's what works and we're trying to share what works yeah and engaging in moralizing talk is counterproductive for a couple reasons the first is that it just stifles conversation because you're presenting something, you're presenting an idea in a completely closed-minded way. That's, that's not productive for conversation. The other one is quite frankly, it's presumptuous. It assumes that there's one way to live life. That is just not the case. You and I are both really successful. I know plenty of other really successful guys on the red pill in terms of the sexual marketplace. And we do things very differently. And it's the trading of notes in between us without the moral judgment of like, oh my God, what you did was so fucked up. That makes communicating with each other so effective. And let's be real. The last part is it's irritating. You know, quite often moralizing is espoused from what I call 
the red pill Puritans, which is this new cancer. I think it's a Jordan Peterson manifestation. I don't think they really talk to girls and they create this stereotypical Tinder single mom laundry list of requirements for girls. They're like virgin or almost virgin, you know, no tattoos. One retard even said, uh, it was a threat about what are red flags. And the guy was like, if she owns a handbag or shoes over a hundred dollars, like that's a huge red flag. And I was like, bitch, how poor are you? <laughs> like, exactly. What the fuck? It's I terrifying. want my girl to be flashy. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I take her to Louis V every week, but I, <laughs> she's got to look good. And honestly, what they're doing is they're taking an idea and they're taking it to the fullest extent and they're not really allowing the pendulum to swing in a certain direction. They're just like, no, this is the way it works and they're polarizing the issue. And what they're keying in on might have some veracity to it, but it doesn't mean you need to take it to the fullest extent. Yes, some women are gold diggers and you can see that by the way they dress. And you can also see some women are looking for beta providers or for men to buy them things because of their pussy power. That is true but it does not mean that every single girl who has a handbag is now considered, you know, tainted goods. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if a girl you just met or you fucked a couple of times is telling you, it sends you a handbag and it's like, sends you the, the doe eyes emoji, then y you can shit on her. You should, you should shit on her and you should know that that's plate material. Well, here's the other side of it. You can also have girls who buy really nice things and then give you nice things. Uh, yes. <laughs> my girl basically helped me furnish my entire apartment. So I'm not hating that she has good style. She made my shit look kind of gay, but it looks real good. Oh, for sure. I mean, the DTC be the girl strategy is working wonders for you nowadays. Oh, it's so amazing. I literally woke up with the most severe hangover on Saturday because we were out at a strip club till like 2 a.m. And uh, she packed my entire house while I sat there just like smoking weed trying to survive. It was great. All right, so Goof Goober asked a question in the comments that we're going to get to in a minute. He asked, when is cheating appropriate as an extreme form of dread? We'll get there. Don't worry. I won't forget you. Um, where this is going to bring us and what I want to cover is I've covered this in the comments a couple of times, and it's relevant in a lot of situations, but I want to describe the three kinds of sluts. So correlation does not equal causation. What that means in statistics is just because two things are linked doesn't mean that they cause one another. Quite frankly, I met girls with like 30 plus bodies who were totally LTR material, as long as you aren't a jealous bitch. And I met girls with three who were completely ruined. So let me break this down real quick. There are three kinds of sluts. Attention whores. They're a deep-seated black hole of mommy-daddy issues and need for male attention. That one can theoretically be fixed, but they're usually serial monogamous, like guys or girls who bounce from boyfriend to boyfriend with bouts of random fucking in between. They're volatile, they're unpredictable. That's slut number one. Number two, misguided SMV, which is sexual market value slut. They use the inflated value of their young pussy to try and lock down men outside of their relationship range, but within their fuck range. So they can mm -hmm. get fucked, but they can't lock the guy down. Uh, what I like to call this is the fuck zone delusion. That's a guaranteed <laughs> disaster. It gets infinitely worse in her late 20s just to avoid mm -hmm. those girls. That mm -hmm. type of slut, you don't want anything to do with. Just, just the worst. The last one, and quite frankly, the girls that I seek out and go for are girls who understand the value. They detach to the right level, meaning they don't get as involved. Like they don't fall in love on day one. And they use men to satisfy their attention drive. 
attention drive, which I've articulated this in a post. You can go read it. It's called Women Don't Have a Sex Drive. I know it's controversial, but like, just go read it if that makes no sense to you. My point is that that third type of slut can totally reform. And quite frankly, the good ones are usually only active sluts in their early 20s, especially the ones that wait later until they lose their virginity are like, this is amazing. I really like this. You know, I prefer the personality type that accompanies the type three. Uh, the last thing I'll say is they're fun to hang out with. They usually have a good sense of humor and they want to get fucked three times a day, which is my minimum requirement. What do you, what do you find DTC? How do you feel about sluts? I mean, honestly, I think that's an excellent breakdown. I've never broken them up into categories. I, I, if I really spent some time thinking about it, it, that might be a great broad generalization, but I'd want to break it down further just because of, you know, the way I think and how analytical I am and I want to make everything granular, but I think that's an excellent list. It's really good. And I'm trying to think of the girls who I've had sex with that fall into those categories and I can pretty much nail, you know, the, the most recent ones and put them in those categories. Well, I mean, if you think about like taxonomy, you know, kingdom, phylae, species, et cetera, like on the top level, don't you think, did I nail it? Can you yeah. think of another, <laughs> is there another top level slot I'm missing here? I'm unable to, to come up with one right now. I want to totally you know, throw one in, but I, I got nothing. It's solid. Have you met any type threes that you really liked, which are, you know, the ones who get the game and use men? <sighs> no, I mean, I've met some who, who obviously are the, pre I call them predators. I mean, that might be the only one. And I don't know if that fits into a certain role, but the predators, predators are, are the totally type threes. Yeah. Predators are hundred percent type threes. Okay. So then they just fit into that category because there could be different types of girls who recognize, you know, value and they use their bodies to get what they want. Yeah, and I'm saying predators who are sluts are type threes. There are right. predators who are after wallets. There are predators who are after, you know, they're emotional vampires, but they're not necessarily sluts. I mean, all girls are sluts, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Chad. <laughs> I mean, every girl is a slut if you're the right guy. They're all sluts. I believe it. Even even the most wholesome moms that you see at the grocery store, if you get the right guy and get them that horny enough, they'll do anything. Yeah, I was just talking to one of the homies on the Discord, and he was talking about slamming this married chick. Actually, he had this hilarious story where he had met this different married girl, and he was like rubbing up on her and holding her hand, and all of a sudden the husband walks in, and he just plays it cool, stands up, shake his hands, and he's like, yo, I'm XYZ, what's up? And I was like, good move, my friend, good move, yo. my friend. The cooler me, you make it, the less questions there are to ask. Yeah, so I want to tell a story that just bounced into my head. Uh, right when I filed for divorce, you know, a year and change ago, I remembered that my friend, uh, this guy I used to know, a really friend, acquaintance, he went kind of crazy and his girl left him and now lived like a, you know, a few blocks away from where I lived at the time. And she had this beta provider who would sleep over her house a few days of the week. And she just got her tits done maybe six months ago to a year. And this guy's like helping pay her bills and shit because she's a single mom now, yada, yada. So I go over her house and the guy's upstairs allegedly sleeping. And we start having drinks and we're talking and we're hanging out. I think we're the TV's on or something. I don't really recall though. And we start making out hard. And all of a sudden the dude comes down the stairs and she's like on my lap. And I got like my tit in her hand and we're making out like crazy. And she jumps off of me like she got shocked by lightning. And homeboy comes downstairs and looks at me. I look at him. I'm just sitting there with my face cut, probably a little bit flushed and just sitting there big chilling. I didn't even stand up, didn't introduce myself, <laughs> nothing. Just sat there. I was like, just stared at him <laughs> like a like, fuck. And then he's like, 
hey, I think your son's awake. And she scurried upstairs and then came back down and was like, um, you have to go. And I was like, okay. And I just grabbed her and made out with her and then left. <laughs> and that was the end of it. I thought I thought I was in trouble though. It do be like that sometimes, man. The fact that he didn't say a word to me was amazing because it was clear that we were absolutely doing some shit. He knew his place. Yeah, he was an older guy. He would have got his ass whooped. (laughs) He was. Uh, And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story about type threes from the opposite POV, from the girls' POV. So there was this girl I knew in college, and we used to smoke weed together. And obviously, we. I'd fuck her brains out afterwards. We had a pretty strictly sexual relationship and she liked it that way because she could, I was clandestine. I was quiet about it. I never blew up the spot. I didn't talk about it to her friends. We just, you know, she could present whatever social image she wanted and fuck me. And that was cool. But she told me about this hilarious guy and she said, so there's this one guy and he was a weed dealer and she's like, all he does is he invites me over, we get high as shit, and then he just wants to eat my pussy. And she was like, quite frankly, uh, I'm okay with this. And so I dig in, I dig into this. I'm like, all right, why? Like, I'm curious. He's like, well, he's he's decent at it, but like more so, it's a fair transaction. You know, I get high as shit. He's pretty decent at eating pussy and he never tries to fuck me. And I'm like, hey, you know what? If a girl came over and told me she wants to give me a blunt and suck my dick, I'd be okay with it too. But for so many of these like Puritan motherfuckers or people who who are ultimately suffering from women are wonderful syndrome, they can't grot. They cannot wrap their minds around the idea that if you just flip those roles, it's still perfectly reasonable. (laughs) Yeah, it absolutely is. She's like, half the time I'm you know, indifferent to like, maybe I don't even want it, but I do want free weed. And it's not like I'm fucking the guy. That's where I think the difference is for this girl. Cause she's not getting fucked. So it doesn't really add to her end count, you know? Yeah. I think it's really interesting how girls do that. I mean, even myself, I don't consider getting my dick sucked adding to my end count, but Hey, that's here or there. I don't care about my end count. <laughs> it's yeah. completely irrelevant to my life. Right. I guess girls care about it because it, you know, makes them feel bad. What do you say? Have they ever asked you? What do you say if they ask you? What my end count is? Yeah. I mean, have you, have you ever been in that situation? Yeah. I just told them. And the girl was, I was like, how, how about you? She's like, I don't know, like a hundred. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it might've been 200. It was that Dominican bitch who I was in love with not in love with, but you know, the one, the one I really liked. Oh you, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 She was video chatted lot, with. but damn, that's yeah. the, yeah, she, bro. I got it. I got, I get a it. DCC. I, I know why you were into it. A hundred? I was. I didn't even bat an eye. I was like, "God damn!" Well, that explains why you're such a dirty slut. And I fucked you in the ass on the first date, you crazy bitch. But look, my point of that story is just understand that that third type of slut understands what the shot is, and really, that's personally what I like. I like girls like that. If it turns you off or worse, it disgusts you. You should really think about if you put yourself in whatever situation she's describing. Wouldn't you just consider that a, a slap and a high five? And I'm and I am not advocating a liberalism viewpoint i'm not saying men and women are the same it's just look bro if you want to go out there and slut it up there you gotta like you said when you hear the hundred number you just don't bat an eye you're like all right well i knew you were a total slut so whatever yeah so this is what happens to the guys in the earlier stages they get mad at girls who have that kind of power and i remember i felt that 
and even at times when I see girls that are so hot that it looks like they were genetically created in the lab, but they're just literally perfect. I get almost angry at them. Like you shouldn't be able to look that good. It's not fair. You're just a, basically a rich person because you're hot. You get anything you want because you're hot. And I get like a little jealous. Yeah, look, uh, every girl who is not like a swamp monster, to some extent, has a scholarship. They're born with a scholarship in between their legs. And if that mm -hmm. pisses you off, you need to just, you need to read more sidebar and talk to more girls. No, it's it's more the girls who just literally look fake. Like they have real tits and they're perfect and these tiny little waists and giant asses and perfect smiles. It's just, it's unbelievable that these girls are real. You know, the yeah, ones who buy it, I like, want, sure. <laughs> I want to I want to fuck them. Of course, but I'm just saying there's a piece of me like that, you know, reaches back to before where it makes me angry because I couldn't attain that. Yeah. But that's I get what you're saying. Get what you're... That's what I'm saying is like the guys who are in the anger stage, they're still mad. They feel all that anger all the time. They carry it with them when they see hot chicks. Yeah, Joe, stop boomering in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just teasing you. All right, so Goob Goober, we're gonna get into the actual subject of infidelity and, and I'll address your question once we cover the couple of types. So on the subject of infidelity directly from the guy's perspective, let's say you're exclusive with a girl, you see some ripe strange when you're at a bar and you, you wanna do it. Here are your options and there's five of them. You can go privately smash that strange and keep it a secret. That option is optimal from a sexual strategy perspective. And I want to repeat, sexual strategy is amoral. Privately fucking her and keeping it a secret from your girlfriend is optimal from a sexual strategy perspective. You keep your girl and you get what you want. Option two, you go smash that strange and fess up or get caught, even worse. This is the least optimal thing from a sexual strategy perspective. You probably end up with no pussy and your LTR has a free pass to start drama forever or, you know, bang her own quote unquote, just a friend because, you know, you could, you could forget to buy toilet paper and you know what she's going to say to you if she stays with you? She's like, oh yeah, why don't you just go fuck Sarah again? Like that's some bullshit you're going to deal if you cheat and then get caught or fess up to it. Yep. Option three, open up the relationship. This is volatile, bro. Even if it works, uh, if you fully open it up, she's banging other dudes. And if it's a one-sided open relationship that started as monogamous, that could breed massive resentment. If you want to do option three, which is opening up your relationship to some extent, like do it from the beginning when you first get the talk, like just be crystal clear about it. Um, option four, do nothing. You know, if you're unhappy doing nothing, we'll keep it that way. If it was just a fleeting thought and you really don't think you're a cheater, by all means, do nothing. That's for many people, the most logical answer It's just, you know, you see a girl you want to fuck, but you're like, oh, I'm in a relationship, whatever. Uh, last but not least, you could just break up with your girl prior to smashing strange. Uh, that gives to get. It's suboptimal, but not the worst from a sexual strategy standpoint, because you're giving up something you otherwise might not have given up for, you know, maybe a one time shot. I love when girls do this. They'll go on a vacation with the Chad and be like midweek smashing and then send their fiance an email. It's like, hey, we need to take some time apart. Yeah. So I met Goof a guy, Goober, that was his story, Goof, literally. I've heard that story so many times in so many different forms. It's sad. Anyway, you, you get the, the mid vacation, I need a break text. Mm hmm. 
All right, so Goof Goober asked the question, and I want you to answer this one, DTC. He said, when is cheating appropriate as an extreme form of dread? Uh, I would say cheating, cheating is okay in extreme form dread if you're married to a woman and you have consistently worked your way to becoming attractive and you've done all the things that you need to do to not be a faggot and your wife still doesn't want to fuck and you've made it very clear. It's either fuck you or, or, or it's either fuck me or fuck you. And if you've gotten to that point in the quote unquote dread ladder where you've done all the things and your wife is still not responding to you and you go fuck another girl, then she's going to, she's going to jump on you. Like she's never seen you before. And she's going to fuck you crazy. And you'll get hysterical bonding and everything will be great for a while. But now you're going to deal with the fallout of that cheating. And like you mentioned before, she's going to continually bring that up and it's going to be bad hamster food for forever. Yeah. I, I will say that women are a lot more forgiving of physical cheating and you know, men are a lot less forgiving about physical cheating, whereas men are very unforgiving about emotional cheating. Um, what I'd say is in the LTR context, and this is what DTC was alluding to as well. Essentially, if you're in a position where you like everything about the girl, but you're not getting fucked, then okay, fine. If you've made it clear, you're like, hey, the sex is the only thing wrong with this relationship at this point. I like everything else about you. Or, you know, you're fat and you need to lose weight because I don't want to fuck you. And she doesn't want to do anything about it. And you still feel like she could survive it. Then by all means, cheat in her face. It's still suboptimal from a sexual strategy standpoint. Now, there's a corollary to this because we get a lot of questions on this. We have guys who are like, I'm in a committed LTR. She's perfect. She fucks me whenever I want. She's everything I ever wanted. But I still want to smash strange. My advice in that situation is take option one. Privately smash them strange because it will tell you everything you needed to know about that relationship. And what, what I mean, mean by, by that, that there you go. What I what I mean by that is if you think that girl's perfect and you still want to smash strange and then you go out and do it, and then you the way you feel afterwards is either guilty or you're like, all right, that was just some pussy. I was just I was just I was up on my own bullshit. Then by all means, then you get to continue the relationship exact, exactly as it was. But if you cheat on her and you're like, holy shit, I really like being single. Like the chase is like, I'm getting some adrenaline for this. That's a good indicator of everything in that relationship could be perfect and relationships just might not be for you right now. To me, cheating is the ultimate antidote to that question of what should I do with this girl? Yeah, it's interesting. I remember the first time I got... Um my girl crying because she thought that I was cheating on her because uh, the hinge icon flashed up on my Apple watch one day when we were in the middle of dinner with some other people. And uh, I, I basically said to her, Hey, remember like the first time we ever had sex on day one. And then the next day I was like, Hey, I'm never going to be monogamous with you. I'm currently married and I'm still going to fuck my wife like probably today. And I'm going to continue fucking her until I get divorced. And then I'll probably fuck other girls after that. So if you're okay with that, then we're good. But if you have a problem with that, then I, I don't know what to tell you. So from day one, that was a thing. We just never talked about it again. And then she's like, well, it's true. You did say that you would never be mon you know, monogamous with me. So I guess you're not cheating. I was like, yeah, yeah I, I know. <laughs> so our boy Biscay in the comments asked a good question. He said, can cheating be problematic from a logistical POV? Have to maintain operational security, which is, you know, keeping your shit together. When if you are simply open about maintaining sexual relationships with multiple women, you don't have to bother with that. So this is a couple of different questions, but I'll keep it brief. Um, yes, cheating can be problematic from a logistical POV, especially if you live with a girl. 
that's on you for being exclusive and deciding to step out on it. You got to just own that, take responsibility for it. As far as if you're open about maintaining sexual relationships or being non-monogamous, no. Uh, it's not that you don't have to bother with it, Biscay. It's that you reach that understanding so that when you're not, when you're in the don't ask, don't tell period of that thing, you're going to still need to provide comfort to your main girl. Like you're going to have a bottom bitch. But the key that a lot of men don't understand to having non-monogamous relationships is girls can get past just about every physical thing as long as they feel like they have a good piece of you emotionally. And second, that you never socially embarrass them. Mm. That's the biggest thing about getting cheated on that like, will make a girl want to stab you in your sleep. If you break her reputation and you socially embarrass her with cheating, that fucks them up. Yes. So that's and, honestly, oh, go ahead. I don't mean to drop. And, and, and no, the last sentence that that's also true of non-monogamous relationships. Yes. Even though so, it's not cheating, if you socially embarrass her with other girls, like that's a big fucking no, no. Right. Absolutely. So my ex basically said, she didn't say this, but without saying it, her biggest issue is that we live in a small city and if i were to smash some girl and it got back to her friends or any other person who knew us it would be problematic for her and i honestly think if i lived in a bigger area where everyone didn't know each other it would probably be okay and i probably could have got away with it because we did talk about having an open marriage and i would have been probably okay with her fucking other people i mean i say that i don't really know what would have happened but i think i could have managed whereas like now with my girl i honestly i don't care but we just, we don't talk about it. You know, I said, if, if you really feel like you need to do something, you can. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to, but we, we just don't want to talk about it. We don't, you know, it's not important to go into those details. Yeah. So there's a guy, new fall in the comments that's a little confused. He said, it's the same as never committing. You just dangle the prospect of monogamy in front of them. I don't agree with that. I never dangle the prospect of monogamy. That I don't feel the need to do that. Is it? But since we're speaking amorally, is that an effective strat sexual strategy? Absolutely, it can be. But I personally, it's not a moral thing for me. It's that by dangling monogamy when I never intended to offer it, I create more problems that never needed to exist. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you don't want to do that, especially if you never intend on being monogamous. It's just, it's disingenuous. What I dangle is the idea that she's going to get more of my time or you know, we develop into something that's deeper than what we currently have, where I've, I've never said that's going to happen, but that's enough to keep her with the dream of what could happen, you know? So they, they stay heavily invested about their ideas of what they, what things could be. I'm totally aligned with you on that. I, I, I offer as an end game prize, my time and my attention. And the more of it you get, the better you're doing. Right. And honestly, that's what's happening to me now is the more she's, her behavior is perfect. And now she's saying, I want two sleepovers in a night now. One night's not enough. I'm driving an hour and a half to see you and I don't want to sleep over and then go home in the morning. I want like an entire day with you. I'm like, fuck. But her behavior has been so good. It's hard for me to deny it. And she's fun to be around. So I can't hate. I just, I can't smash other girls while she's around. That's the only problem. Yeah, but I mean, tonight, look, it's, it all comes down to compromise. And compromise isn't you doing what she wants, which is how most women view compromise. It's you deciding, all right, like, I can fuck with that. 
Yeah. And it's on certain occasions when I feel like doing it, it's not all the time. So that's really what it looks like is when you, when someone wants your time really bad and they're willing to perform to get your time, it puts you in a very optimal position. You're, you have all the power. If they desperately want your time and then you get to dictate when they get it, it's great. I did that before with a girl. And at first, you know, it's clearly just a shit test. She's like, why is it always whenever I call you, you're unavailable. But whenever you call me, you expect me to just show up at your house and fuck you. Like, because that's how this works. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just say, cause life's not fair. Whenever I get that line of questioning, I'm, I'm like, what it is. Cause life's not like, fair. I was like, I'm really busy. I have three children and a job and a whole bunch of shit going on. You don't have shit to do. You have a fucking succulent bitch. Like you don't have anything. To take <laughs> or, oh, and a kitty. You have a kitty. My bad. Your cat that you leave home all day that sleeps. Okay. Fuck you. All right. We got another comment from T.O. in the comment section. He's a homie. So uh, I, I will veer off topic to, to touch on this. But he says, if you do everything right for yourself and you're in an LTR, will the chick still cheat? And the answer, T.O., is it doesn't fucking matter. You should be the type of guy that you think will get what you want out of her. And if she does cheat and you find out, you should be like, well, you're a dumb bitch. I'm amazing. You fucked up. That sucks for you. Are you going to feel bad about it for a second? Yeah, of course. I mean, getting cheated on sucks. But if your fundamental mindset is I can always get new girls and I found you out of thin air and I can replace you out of thin air, because fundamentally that's the truth. Think about... Think about the girls, all the girls you've ever had one night is for that you actually fucked. Like they all, you all material, you materialize that out of thin air. You're a literal wizard. Well, I mean, it depends. I don't think cheating on does suck depending upon the context. When I was married, if I got cheated on, I probably would have committed suicide because I had such one night that I was pathetic. And the idea of the marriage. That's not his question. His, his yeah. question was, if you do everything right, will the chick right. still cheat? And the answer right. is, I don't know, maybe if she's a piece of shit or you fuck up and become unattractive. I mean, the answer is, will she still cheat? No one knows. You have no idea if she'll cheat. Could she? Of course. It yeah. doesn't matter. You could be perfect. You could be Chad, and she can still cheat on you. Sure. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Hold on. His follow-up comment was dope. He was like, I figured that. I was cheated on my first LTR. All right. I get where the pain comes from. And then he says, so never again. Now it's over. I could replace them like they replaced McDonald's workers. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Exactly, bro. That's how you do it. If you treat yeah, them like McDonald's it, workers it, from day one, it's it's over for them. And that's honestly, it, it creates a little bit of dread, though, when they realize they're McDonald's workers to you and they're a nickel in the ocean and you can just cast them aside and replace them. It's a, it's a little tough for them when they realize that. And that's kind of the end of things. So don't uh, let them figure that out. <laughs> Joe, could you put up Mr. Obiske's comment, the one that says, even if you tell a girl you're going to see other people, they will often hear what they want to hear. So, Mr. Mm. this works in your favor because the fantasies that they create in their own head that involve them living life happily ever after with you mean that they will create other fantasies to explain the behavior. So even if you straight up tell them, like, I'm a non-monogamous person, and in their head they have the fantasies, then all that does is make you get really, really, really good behavior. You should go for that. That that works in your favor. It's not a problem that what you say and what she thinks are different. It's a good thing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Let the hamster work for you. It's a good thing. The hamster's not bad. It's just, it's not a bug. I mean, it's not a, yeah, it's not a bug. It's a feature. It's a feature. The yeah. hamster's good for you. Um, Joe, could you put a Goop Goober's comment right after that? How do you dangle the idea of getting a deeper connection with her without damaging monogamy because there seems to be a fine line dangling or dangling, right? dangling, sorry, dangling monogamy because there seems to be a fine line. Of course. Um, 
you know what, DTC, you you go for this because you've you've done so much work on this subject recently. I want yeah. your take before I talk. So again, back to the idea before. I'm I'm dangling the idea of deeper connection. So what I did for the first six months is completely disconnect, never share any of my friends with her, uh, share very little of my personal life, be very disconnected and only connect with her when she's with me and when she's behaving well and doing what I want. And then over time, I would begin to open up more emotionally. I would share more about my family, my kids, my mom. She still has never met my mom. My mom doesn't even know she exists. Uh, my sister doesn't know she exists. Like the other day, she wanted to take a picture because my sister was t texting me. She wanted to take a picture of us like cheers, doing cheers, like with just our hands. And I was like, no, <laughs> because I know what she wanted. She wants to be involved with my family. So the way that she's going to get that is by taking me and my family on a dope vacation somewhere. And that's how she'll get to meet my family, which is what she's already proposing as an idea. So I just let these ideas continue until they happen. So she's essentially buying her way into things, which is fine for me. But the idea is you you give them a deeper connection into who you are. You give them more of yourself. You can't give it all in the beginning. And you slowly bring that out. And you're never talking about monogamy here. They're just getting a deeper piece of you. They're getting more of you, whether it's you know your time, your affection, whatever it is. So I've been slowly giving her more of who I am, more texts, like, more of the good morning text and like, hey, I'm thinking of you, just cute little gay things here and there, which I would never do before. It's just slowly adding over time. My take on it is that most female sexuality is actually pretty fluid. Um, and in this context, what that means is, as I said before, when women are pretty apt to forgive physical cheating, the way that that functions in reality is they think they want monogamy, but that's mostly programming. Like in the same way a beta is programmed to be a beta, they're programmed to want monogamy. But ultimately, a lot of girls are comfortable not. They're comfortable sharing you if you're the type of guy that really captures her attention. And to feed into what DTC said, if you're giving her what she perceives as greater pieces of yourself, then that's what she was really looking for. She just has to compartmentalize it in terms of trying to demand monogamy. So by holding the line on, I'm a non-monogamous person, but you'll get 100% of my attention when I'm with you. And a nicer version of this phrase, you know, learn it as you learn the game, but a nicer version of, I'm going to say it literally so you get it. The better your behavior is, the more time and attention you get. If you right. can cement that cycle with her, you'll be in a good shape. And you don't ever really have to talk about monogamy other than the occasional comfort test. And the other thing too is when when that behavior pops up, whenever you see jealousy or anger or any of the bad stuff associated with your non-monogamy, you, you don't allow that to happen. You, you deal with that bad behavior and you, you have to not be punitive per se, but your time and attention is going to be limited. And you continually train them that when you are a shitty person and you get all emotional and you get jealous and angry and bitchy, my time now is limited. You're going to see less of me. You're going to see more of a cold version of me. And then that makes them realize that without you ever saying it, this is all completely covert and you're training them slowly over time. Their behavior will continue to get better and better and better. Assuming you're a man of value, of course, and you're not a fucking loser. Yeah. And, and we got two follow-ups that are basically saying the same thing, which is, you know, women will share you if they, if they perceive you as high value and they aren't afraid of getting dumped for another girl. And then the same guy goofed said, They'll be comfortable sharing you, not because they're inherently non-monogamous, but rather because your frame is one of polyamory. I don't know that I directly agree with those statements. I think it's that 
what they were looking for was an emotional connection and to feel because feels are what drive this whole thing. They're getting the feels they were looking for. And it turns out that what they thought they wanted, monogamy, wasn't really relevant to the feels that they were looking for. When you learn to cultivate that, then you can totally run this game. Yeah, ultimately she, the the feels are what drive them and their brain, their woman brain will will deal with all of the bad things and write a story that works for you to continue those feels. It's like a drug addict. They're they're experiencing all kinds of negative, you know, issues going on in their life and they're able to just deal with that. Just make up reasons why it's okay to continue, you know, blasting coke or doing whatever it is that they're doing even though it's hurting them. They make up a story and girls are the same way. Yep. All right, let's get back on topic. We went on a good tangent there. And again, this is a call-in show, so we will always take your questions. But the header I picked for this subject was, why should I be okay with considering infidelity? So look, you're here at TRP to not swap notes with dudes and see what works or how others handle the situation. Leave your morals at the door. The second and honestly far more important reason is that most women are passively cheating 24-7. Mm-hmm. especially any of them that are hotter than a seven out of 10. I know you think you got your HB seven, but you probably don't. Like I'm talking about true hot girls, girls who you go to the bathroom and she tells you about a guy who left a business card with his number on the back. And he wasn't the only one like that level of hotness. So her best friend, her work husband, Ted, who fucking DMs are on Instagram. That's all part of her web of dudes. And the funny thing about this is that, This emotional cheating that most hot girls or even most girls engage in, especially in the age of the internet, it's subconscious. If you called her out on it, she would tell you that you're fucking crazy, you're insecure. Because in her mind, nothing is wrong when that's happening. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. It's not mine, it's someone else's. Um, I forget the guy's name. It was some blog post from back in the day. Uh, And and the subject of it, which is called the keylogger, will indicate what era it's from. So this guy got to the point where he was smashing models and he didn't experiment. Um, he put key loggers, which are these things that, you know, now virus protection and, you know, everything, you can't really put them on there anymore. But what they were, he put like trackers and key loggers on all the devices of the girls he was seeing. He was seeing like, you know, a bunch of different girls and they were all hot. Um, and what these things would do is they'd capture all the activity on the device. They'd capture every keystroke that, that the girl made. And first he started with his main friends with benefits. Turns out she had a pile of orbiters and quote unquote friends. They were offering dinner, dates, gifts, all manner of thinly veiled sexual advances. And she was responding to most of them. Some, you know, completely one word answer, but mostly in rotation. Like she was getting her little attention fix from them. This guy, he was like, fuck that. She's a hoe. So I'll just try it on a plate. Same result. According to this guy, and honestly, I believe it, if you're in that level, the experiment ended after almost 10 girls in a row had the exact same results. And his takeaways were simple. If you're fucking or dating an actual hot girl, like an actual true eight plus out of 10, that's just reality. That's that third type of slut that I'm talking about. I personally have no no beef with my girls getting hit on. Uh, there was this famous comedian named Patrice O'Neill. If you never heard his shit, go watch it. But he had this hilarious bit. He said, I don't want no bitch that can send a store at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm 100% on the same way. The point being that 
part of the reason you really shouldn't be scared of infidelity, and I have to say it again because it matters so much, is, is most girls, especially young ones and always hot ones, are doing some form of what you would consider emotional cheating all day, every day. And it's not bad. Again, it's it's what women do. It's who they are. And, and you can't be mad about it. It's like you, you can't get mad at dogs for barking and chasing things. It's normal. It's it's normal behavior for women to do that. And it's what they're programmed to do. And if they didn't do that, they would be kind of broken. You know, girls who are have a healthy sex drive and have, you know, thriving hyper, hypergamy because they're sevens or, you know, eights and nines, like they all are looking for something better. They always want a better option for themselves. I mean, I, last week I had this video of me that my girl took and put it on Instagram and it was me riding down an escalator with like my legs up on the thing. And, oh, that was a good one. And I, I posted that. It was funny. I got a lot of love from that. And this one girl slid into my DMs and she's like, you're so funny. And I was like, I know. Right. And then a few days later she posted something about me doing jujitsu. And I was like, Hey, you've been sliding my DMs lately. Am I totally misreading this? Or are you trying to get a drink? And she like said, no, you're totally misreading it. And then said something else. And then we talked for like the whole day on and off here and there about shit. And I was like, so are, are we seriously going to get a drink or like, what's the deal here? What are we doing? And she's like, no, I'm in a relationship, like a committed relationship. I was like, oh. Oh, well, I remember that bitch. She waited like 36 hours to tell you she had a boyfriend. It was a while. And she's like you know feigned it like oh i i totally said that in the beginning i said no you had the the wrong idea but she never mentioned that she had a boyfriend and that's because girls are always looking for either attention or some sort of opportunity you know they're always looking i, I remember another story this i was at this bar and my friend works there and the girl has tattoos on her hands and her neck and she's clearly one of the slots i'd like to bang and i say to her i'm like man i i can't believe you have hand tattoos why have we never hung out give me your number and she smiles at me and walks away. And then she comes back and I give, and we're like doing shots and shit. And we're hanging out and I give her my phone and she's like, uh, and she like pushes it back. She's like, that's my boyfriend sitting over there, like at the end of the bar. And I look over and the dude's looking at me and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you could have led with that. <laughs> and she's like, I was just being friendly. And I was like, of course you were, you dirty bitch. You're just being friendly. There's a reason why we attach whore to the phrase of attention whore. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what's funny though? I asked around afterwards and I found out that guy's married and that's his side hoe. So there Oh you go. snap. <laughs> there you go. To bring it back around to infidelity. That's like the that's like the white fudge Oreo of TRP. You got hypergamy, you got cheating, you got attention whoring, you got flirting. That's beautiful. I love that. It's a good story. Nice. Uh hey Joe, can you put normal dude's comment up here real quick? His first one? Is normal dude the same douchebag from last time? I don't know. I don't recall. Actually, yeah, <laughs> there it is. The answer is yes, I am sober this time. I'm like three beers sober. That's sober. That's pretty sober for you, bro. We're just having fun days. Anyway, so uh, I want to share a quick anecdote. We got about 15 minutes left. So there's this girl I've been seeing for, I don't know, let's say two years. And by seeing, I mean, plate only relationship. We only meet for sex. But the reason why I love her is because she is the epitome of TRP truths. Uh, so the most recent time I saw her a little while back, she has a fiance. 
And this is fiance number two, and I think boyfriend number four or five that she's cheated on me with. But this last one, I mean, there was just TRP gold in it. And all I'm going to do is give you the highlight reel of things that she said, and then I'm going to translate the hamster for you. Uh, and then DTC, after each one, I'll, I'll take your input. One way, the, 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 the kickoff quote, she said, the real thing is it's pretty unusual to make long-lasting friends. The fact that this has lasted for over two years, long dramatic pause. I guess this is what real friends with benefits is. And the translation for that is she has a, an emotional connection to me. Like, no doubt. What kind of girl is going to cheat on a fiance unless they have some sort of emotional dependency on me? I mean, I would say she's hoping to be a, a branch to, I mean, you're a branch for her to swing to. You're a potential opportunity. That's typically why women cheat. So this is a, something I learned right in the beginning of Red Pill is that men cheat because they want sex and women cheat because they want out. It's their cry for help. It's their way of trying to marry up, you know, even if they're not married, it's their way to get, it's to climb up the hypergamy ladder. It's not for sex though. It's not because they're horny. It's typically because they want out and they want more. In 95% of circumstances, I would agree with you, but she, she knows who I am down to the deep level that you know who I am from a personality right. type perspective. Um, and that's why I like her and she likes me. But nonetheless, there's still a, there's a very interesting emotional connection that she has with me there. So the next one is, uh, I'm in her fiance's apartment for the first time. She brought me there so she could change into a dress. And keep in mind, I've been fucking on his bed. I've been, no, I didn't do that. I've been fucking this girl for two years. The reason I'm allowed to do this is because what she said was, I've already crossed every other boundary with you. <laughs> and the hamster is telling her breaking more rules doesn't matter because I don't count, bro. I've already, I've, she's been cheating on me. On her, oh, sorry, she's been cheating on her guy with me since day one of this relationship. Dude, I would have been like, we totally should not fuck in your bed right now. Like, that would be so naughty. Oh my God. Could you imagine the boundaries we would cross by doing that? Yeah, see, I don't get off like that. <laughs> it would have been hilarious, but I mean, I've already done some depraved shit like that. I literally just wanted to get out so we could go to the place and fucking have some drinks. I was hungry. I wanted a quesadilla. Yeah, no, I hear you. Otherwise, I would have fucked her on his bed, but, you know, say love you. Um, the other highlight from this incident, oh, this is a good one. The thing that bothers me is our schedules just don't line up. You know, he starts at 4.30 p.m., and I'm working a regular 9 to 5. By the time he's back at 1 a.m. or even later, we just have time to recap. That's what she said. Like, they have time to talk. And she's like, and sex if we're lucky, a.k.a. rarely. She's like, plus he works most weekends. He's been trying to get Saturdays instead of Sundays off. And that just blows up my whole weekend no matter what. I only have so much time off, you know? I mean, do you hear the selfishness in this shit? And boys, for your listening, uh, this guy's a doctor. And, he, and, and, and the 4.30 p.m. shift is the most desirable shift for a junior doctor. Let that sink in if you think status or money is going to stop this for you. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. If you're boring and you can't give her feels, it doesn't matter how much money you have. She's going to want something else. Girls are, are driven by feels. Once they have the money and they have all the things, like that's not enough. They have to have feels. They're junkies. It's got to be the feels, bro. That you, think it's, you think it's the handbags or whatever? No, fuck all that. It's feels, bro. And honestly, for a lot of girls, a lot of girls are sexually unsatisfied. Yeah, that's the other thing too. 
a lot of girls I've met have never really gotten fucked hard or had someone be very dominant with them. And, you know, I don't like to, I'm not proud of this per se, but there, there have been a few girls that I've had sex with that have told me like they're ruined now. And now they can't go back to having normal sex because of, you know, what they've experienced. And that's normal. Like a lot of women have, have really bad sex and it's really sad, but it's just, it's the way things are. So if you yeah, can she, bring some good sex game, you can get them addicted pretty easily. Well, she brought it up independently. She was like, I talked to my fiance and about, and she like broached it in a completely third person. Like not, I want to do poly, but like, what do you think about poly? And he was like, absolutely not. I could never handle it. And she's like, his ego just couldn't handle it. And she's like, I don't wonder why she's like, oh. sometimes I wish I could just tell people why, but it's not the case. And then she stops for a second and she asks me, she's like, do you know, what do you, how many women do you think? And then she shuts up again, collecting her thoughts. And she's like, how many, do you realize how rare it is to find guys who are good at sex? I was like, yeah. Why do you think we're here right now? That, that's the line too. Or you just go, yeah, and smile. That's like what I like to do. But it's straight up true between guys, okay. egos and you know, the shitty communication between partners. Look like, she's been cheating on him forever with me and she knows the social stigma would be terrible and that he would dr break up with her, but it's that important. Yeah. It's really funny. La last weekend, I think. Yeah. Last weekend I had my girl and she took me to a strip club and stuff to celebrate me moving and me getting my divorce finalized. And uh, we were uh, one of the black belts I trained with was there with his buddy and we were chatting and I was chatting with the black belt and the other, his buddy was chatting with my girl off to the side. And he's like, is that your man? Like, this is so weird. Doesn't he care that we're talking? She's like, no. <laughs> and it's, it's not like a lot of guys like ego trip all the time. They don't let their girls out of their sight. And as soon as they see their girl talking to another guy, they sprint over to him. And that's like the last thing you want to do if you want your girl to be attracted to you. Like, let her do her thing. Don't worry about her. She'll be just fine. If you're good enough, she's going to want to go home with you at the end of the night anyway. She's not going to cheat on you for the most part. Like, you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I fully believe that one of the only things worse than a like true beta is the paranoid borderline schizo around his girl. That's so deeply unattractive. Yeah, I, I think it's actually better to let girls try and run their game and make you jealous and then not care. It's way more fun to let them swing as hard as they can and try and make you jealous and shit and then just not caring. It drives them insane. It makes them even more attracted. All right, so the linchpin from me seeing this girl, and I swear to you, to my full recollection, this is exactly what she said. She said, shit, I really hope my boundaries change when I'm married. I'm so bad at setting boundaries. This degenerate ride has been fun, but at one point, am I just taking advantage of two seamless situations? Because like, she's a reasonably smart girl, but she said, at what point am I taking advantage of two seamless situations? I mean, motherfucker, you can call it AFBB. That's what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. And she's hoping because of the feels that magic happens when marriage does, that she suddenly feels different. And she's probably not going to. All right, so I have another story. When I first got divorced, uh, this girl, and by the way, for the listeners, AA is alpha, or AF is alpha fox and BB is beta box. So she's marrying him for beta box, but she's fucking you for the alpha fox, obviously. And this girl that I had known for a long time, she was a coworker that I had, you know, back in back, you know, years ago. And I knew she was in my orbit. And if I just reached out to her, we'd probably smash. I knew she was married. And I showed up to her restaurant after it was closed. 
and her beta bucks boyfriend helped finance the entire thing. He has tons of money that he made through stocks, but he's a complete weirdo spurg. Like uh, he should have, you know, never gotten married type of guy. Uh, doesn't even like having sex, never fucks her. And this girl is a complete freak, like absolutely loves sex. And so <laughs> we're getting ready to leave. We just drank a bottle of wine and we're in the kitchen. We're putting the glasses away. And I just grab her by the fucking, like right under her arms and pick her up and put her up on top of the like industrial dishwasher and start making out with her. And we start fucking. And I assume at this point that she had been already cheating on him based on the way she was talking. And then I come to find out she hadn't been. And I was the first guy who actually tried hard enough to fuck her that she just went for it. And then she ended up realizing that her entire marriage was a sham because she's been sleeping in the base or in the, uh, the spare room for the past year, masturbating furiously every day. Well, <laughs> not getting laid because her husband's disgusting and has and is ter- like hate sex is just uncomfortable and weird. And then having sex with me made her realize how much she loves sex and how important sex is to her. And she got divorced within like three months. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And and I I told her, I was like, Hey, if you get divorced, do you realize like, we're not a thing. Like this is not happening. Like I'm not, I'm not here for you emotionally. Like I, I I can't help you. I'm going through a divorce right now. I, I don't care. Um, but yeah, women defense, we, we have to play relationship defense. Yeah, I am not like, the branch to swing on. Yeah, that's dick. I literally said that. And then one day we were having sex and she's like, hey, you know what would be really cool? If you, we could do like a brunch and sex day where I just cook for you all day and we fuck all day and I take care of you. Wouldn't that be amazing? And then I dumped her. I like never talked to her again. <laughs> I was like, that's too much. I can't. Oh, 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 Joe, put that <laughs> comment up here. Put this beta on blast. The most recent one. Yeah, there you go home wrecker you son of a bitch so i i actually didn't wreck any homes because she she wrecked her own home bro she she was already done a and b she is a woman and she has free agency and she's an adult and she really wanted me to fuck her and i made her super happy and now she's probably a much happier person the red pill is a radical belief that women are people and get to make their own decisions oh and here's how it's even funnier her throwback boyfriend the guy that she had before she got married which fucked her brains out and was like a complete loser in terms of money. Like she took care of him. He was a a rocker from like New York city and like just played in bands forever. And then all of a sudden became like a shithead and was like a painter. So she's taking care of this loser painter, but again, alpha fucks, he fucked her brains out. So she was okay with putting up with his bullshit. And uh, as soon as I started fucking her, she rekindles things with him. And I was like, yes, this is what you need to do. Continue fucking that guy. And so he helped her move into her apartment. He, you know, hung all of her pictures, painted her walls, did all of her things. And then I came over afterwards and fucked her. She wasn't, he wasn't even fucking her yet. He was painting all of her things and doing all this stuff, hoping to fuck her. And then I encouraged her to fuck him. And then she did. And then I broke up with her. So I helped her graduate. She moved on to her new beta. Good job. Those roles can change at any time. Yo, Joe, can you put up uh, Uday Celine's next comment just so he gets his redemption? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to put the guy on blast. It is hard <laughs> to read sarcasm over the internet, but I'm, I'm glad he said it because, quite frankly, even in STRP, a place where you're like, please be red pilled and at least read the sidebar, it's shocking how many people are like, well, you know, uh, I'm a red pill Puritan and cheating is beta, bro. Why don't you just tell her the truth, bitch asses? Well, like normal dude, he's totally a beta over here saying, you know, all kinds of gay shit. Normal dude's not beta. Give him, give him a break. <laughs> you're not even sure if it's the guy. You're such a retard. <laughs>
I'm pretty sure it's the guy. I'm <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah, but even though he was, let's say it was the same guy, even though he was trolling, he ended up being really fucking funny. No, that's true. All right, all right. Let, let me get to my closer on the material, and then we can kind of just open it up and finish up. Look, the closer is that the moral of the story is that cheating comes in many forms. They're often different between men and women, and quite frankly, some or potentially all the women are going to do some kind of it to you, whether that's the emotional cheating I described before, where they've got you know the orbiters and they're responding to them. It really, it's just wise up and realize that physical cheating is what it is. If you're a genuine red pill guy, we're not going to judge you on it. You shouldn't judge yourself on it. We're just going to give you the options so you can decide for yourself. That's what this place is about. Period. And honestly, I would say, you know, how we say uh, women are a lagging indicator of success. I would say getting cheated on is a lagging indicator of faggotry. It's kind of your fault. I I agree with that. Um, Joe, can you put up base Poseidon's long comment there at 1058? Yeah, I mean, this is basically a GLO's position, and I get it. I understand why you would feel that way. Um, personally, I essentially agree, but I think it's more complex than that. That's a good starting point if you're worried about exhibiting beta behaviors. You should think that your frame and the way that you convince a woman to feel through feels are the most important thing. But thinking that they're mindless automatons, I think that's a little too short. Yeah, that's not fair. I mean, NPCs, bro, come on. Well, he's just repeating what he read on 4chan. I mean, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, women, I mean, I understand why you would say that. And women, you know, are clearly women are they they're the water, we are the cup, we give them the shape, but they have agency for sure. Like that's really a debated topic. I think they have agency, they're just not very good at it for the yeah, most part. <laughs> just like children, children have agency, but they're very poor at it and they make emotional decisions and they're little retards. Doesn't mean they don't have it. Yeah, and you give them agency because it makes them learn and grow up into hopefully functional people. Much mm -hmm. like I left every woman better than I found her. Not because I felt a moral obligation to do so, but it's just how it ended up. Uh, Joe, could you throw up Uday Celine's comment? Because I actually I like that one a lot. So uh, what Patrice said is he had this really funny bit when he was describing male cheating. And he's like, cheating is for you. When he's, you know, he's describing a guy being in a relationship, he's like, cheating is for you. And what he meant was, he's like, a man goes out behind your back and sneaks some happiness so that he can come home and be with you. And there's some genuine insight in that. It's, it's crude and it, it'll piss a lot of people off. But in many ways, that's what male cheating is. It's just, it's getting that little bit of evil out of your system. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, if you watch The Sopranos, Carmela says the same thing. She's like, listen, I'm busy. I have mad shit going on and Tony needs to fuck. So he has his gumas and he fucks them and that makes things work. No big deal. She gets it. She's the most red-pilled character in the show. <laughs> we have the rule, no examples from fiction or lyrics on Reddit, but quite frankly, on, on After Dark, I, I am all for it. And yes, that's a perfect example because those women exist and many of them are wives. Do you really think that like millionaire and billionaire wives 
don't get fucking stepped out on. No, they just understand the shot, which is, as we mentioned before, do not fucking socially embarrass them. And right. you can get that arrangement just fine. Yeah, and also, you know, it depends on who Tony's fucking. If he's fucking his therapist, who's an esteemed woman and, you know, actually has some, you know, real character and she's a threat to her, then it's different. And especially if she knows about it, that makes her angry. But when she doesn't know about it or it's just random whores, it's not a big deal. And even my girl says that. She's like, I don't give a fuck if DTC fucks whores. And she said that to my friends in front of me. She's like, I don't care if DTC fucks whores. But what she does say, she doesn't want me to kiss her or make eye contact. I don't tell her that I do. <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, look, look, man, like, back. why do you think Arnold and Bezos got fucked over? Because they both had fucking news stories and they both embarrassed their wives. Or Tiger. Because mm-hmm. they got embarrassed. And then and the that's moment, what happened to me. <laughs> and then the moment you show weakness, then every other bitch with a story to tell is going to come out of the woodwork and be like, yeah. He told me he, lo- I mean, Tiger is an exceptional example. I don't know if you've seen the documentary. It's fucking phenomenal. But like Tiger told bitch, Tiger convinced every bitch he cheated with that he loved them. So dangerous. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Bill Clinton, also great example. Bill Clinton, great uh-huh. example. Just owned it. He and his wife got together and were just like, fuck these bitches. They're whores. They're lying. Like they presented a united front. <laughs> Of like, these bitches are garbage and we have political careers to maintain. So we're going to just hold hands and make this go away. And you know what? They did. It's fucking true. And that's the thing, right? If you're going to cheat, you have to do it in a low-key way. You can't walk down Main Street with a random bitch who's wearing a really small skirt because other people are going to drive by and see that bitch with you and tell your wife. Uh, You know what, DTC? I think Biscay has a good point here, which is, you know, if you're married, you know, you should bang broads with bitches with shit to lose. Mm-hmm. That's I've, why I've always been on that, you know. And that's why My, fucking married girls totally works for you. That's a great sexual strategy because they have some shit to lose and they'll shut the fuck up because loose lips sink ships. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, in the Tiger situation, like that one's tough because you're the highest earning athlete in the world. But like for you and I, regular, what we call good earners but not yet rich, um, you know, look, just – or, or with the girl I was talking about earlier that's been cheating with me for like two years. Like, just align your incentives. I mean, she has shit to lose. You could blow up her whole life if you wanted to. If I wanted to, and I have nothing to lose. But that's also why she likes me, because she knows I don't give a shit. She truly, deeply believes in the deepest fiber of her belief, or of her heart, that what I say is true. I don't give a shit about blowing up your life. You give really great head, and that's why I like you. And when you show up, we have a good time. We fuck. We do a little bit of drinking. And then you leave. And then you come back when you need it again. That's a great That's a great situation because you're just helping her out, you know? You're just being a bro for a hoe. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I am just helping her out. I'm helping keep this this engagement steady into a marriage. You're just helping her chip the edge, bro. It might actually work into a good marriage. She might realize one day that she's a total whore and she needs to, you know, bang Billy Betabox. Stop being such a whore. Or uh, just... Divorce. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I, forgot, I forgot one thing that I have to say before we kill the stream, which is she had a dream that they were in a thruple, which is, you know, a threesome mm-hmm, couple, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she was the cuck. 
and mm-hmm. the, the the dream was she was sleeping on the floor next to the bed while he was banging his ex-girlfriend and of course in her dream mind the ex-girlfriend is like very gussied up like she's 10 times more beautiful than she is in real life and in the middle of the dream she she gets up and is like she breaks up with him she's like i can't do this and she's like i i don't know what this means but this is seems to be a very strange manifestation of the guilt i feel occasionally and i was like hmm, yeah freud mm. was right maybe stop thinking about that yeah maybe just don't think about it yeah that literally is that's exactly what that is dreams are fucked yeah and this is the night before i've been hitting her up pretty regularly until i got a grok of her new like until i got a feel of her new schedule um and she had this dream like two days before she decided to come tell me where she was and i came swept her up and fucked her brains out multiple times the subconscious speaks to us Mm-hmm. You know, I don't disagree with that statement. Comfort is required, but never be a kept man. As Pook said, always keep two in the kitty. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's that's what, honestly, like, if you really want to have a solid sexual strategy, you either need to live like you have options or actually have other options and be using them. Yeah, either way, the feeling of present options needs to be present, mm-hmm. period. It's like, it's like any job. If you're, if you're working for someone who knows that you're a complete pussy and you can't go find a new job, they're going to abuse you. They're not going to give you pay raises. They're going to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if they know that you're a man with options and you're valuable and you can leave at any time and it would make their company hurt, they're less likely to do that to you. They're more likely to respect you and want to feed you and keep you happy. And the same thing in a relationship. Also, I'll, I'll, I'll leave us with this before we truly close, which is I'll say that most men just want the relationship to continue as it started. All they expect is what they got in the beginning. Women's expectations just grow over time. And Goddamn. your job is to manage those and try and keep a level of normalcy that works for you. And if it doesn't, yeah. you should fucking cheat on that bitch. Well, here's the thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. I was going to no, say, no, no. Women, women are as shitty as you will let them be. The same thing with children. If you have poorly behaved children, it's your fault as a parent. And if you have a poorly behaved wife who just, or a girl who just wants more and more and more and is unhappy all the time, that's on you, bro. You're allowing that to happen. All right, boys. We are at an hour and six minutes, so I think it's time. We did it, man. We did it again. All right. Thanks, everybody, in the comment section. Actually, wait. Hold on. I did promise this guy I would answer his question. Sorry. Because um, it's totally unrelated, but but I, I did promise him. Um, a guy on Reddit asked me, when in the bar, how to talk game multiple chicks without being seen as a player. Usually after a nice opening and a flirty small talk, when I move on to talk to the next one to shop for a better one, I lose the previous one's interest. Only low-quality ones usually are still receptive. Hit that TCC. Uh, you're going to have to read that again, bro. I only half heard that. I'm sorry. How to hit, how to talk to game with multiple chicks when you're out at a bar or a club without being seen as a player. <sighs> I mean, I don't think you're going to come off as a player if you're talking to multiple women at a time. And even if you are, why does that matter? Who cares if you come off as being a player? If you're out there talking to a bunch of women, you're just, you could be seen as being a fun person. If they know that you're fucking, 
multiple women, that's completely different. But if you're just talking to people, I, I don't think that they're going to indicate that. Uh, so yeah, and I fully agree. The the answer to the, my answer to your question, uh, Nad Zaglar on Reddit, is you want to be seen as a player because there are girls who will sign up for that and girls who won't, and the girls who will are way easier to get along with than the girls who will spurg out when you talk to a different girl. You're in a fucking bar, especially if they showed up in a group of girls. They wanted guys to talk to them. Right. It gets different if you're like in college, you know, and you're in a social circle and you start banging multiple girls in the social circle and you're just known as this, you know, complete whore. Like there's this guy I trained jujitsu with and he got divorced and started TRT and got super shredded and then ran through half the fucking city. And now he goes into Whole Foods and tries to hit on a girl. And the girl is like, I know you, you fucked my girl, you whore. And that's it. The conversation's over. So that does happen. And you could, you know, become... The, the town whore. Yeah, but let's be girls... real. I mean, how many girls did he have to fuck to end up there? Right. That's a lot of women. Yeah. Like, you'd have to be fucking giga slaying to get to the point where bitches tell you off in Whole Foods. All right. Yeah. All right. Hold on. We got one last one from Reddit before we close it out. Um, he asked, did social media simp attention that girls nowadays is the reason that they're so easily flaky? Fuck no, bro. They've always been flaky. They're flaky because you're not attractive and your game sucks. Period. Well, I, I would say girls are also flaky because they're weirdos and sometimes they feel like doing something and then sometimes they don't and their feelings change or all of a sudden, you know, they're not in a good mood or someone made them sad or they're just in their pajamas and they don't feel like going out. Like girls are fucking weird. They're just temporary. All right. Yeah. All, right all right. So I will say this girls under 25 are more socially retarded, just like the rest of the population than they ever have been. So sure. They're more flaky, but there's no anti flake defense. That's why it's a numbers game. Period. It's not social media's fault, I guess, is my point as well. This, it's the way women are. It's just part of their nature. They just feel like they have less at stake by saying no than they do by saying yes. And that's always been the case. It's just they have more options now. Just like the job market, you can cry about it all you want, or you can accept that global top competition has increased. Period. And just get better. Get good, scrub. Yeah, get good, scrub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're at 110. We should, we should cut it. All right, DTC... Thank you so much. Uh, boys in the comments, love the questions. They were really great. Uh, had a bunch of fucking fun. The suggestion for the next episode before we do the full close was uh, how to make an alpha widow, which I think is an interesting topic, DCC. That's a great topic. I've accidentally done that multiple times. All right. Well, we'll think about that and we'll get back to you. All right, boys. Uh, have a great night and stay red.